What's going on, my good people out there? This your boy Antoine Smitty Smith, Smitty Sports Machine Podcast. I'm bringing y'all my week five predictions, and I'm gonna give y'all my thoughts on some of the hottest topics out there. Uh, before I get to my predictions, I'm gonna talk about Bill O'Brien getting a can in Houston, and I don't know what he was thinking, y'all. I can't wait to hear that. Trust me on that. Um. But that, my week five predictions, and I give y'all my final thought of the week. Uh, which, you know, might hit home for some, but, you know, if you've tuned in to me before or follow me on YouTube, you know Smitty speaks his mind because that's all Smitty knows how to do. But, before I get this show going, I'd like to thank y'all for always tuning in, always supporting me. You know, without no followers, there would be no Smitty. Every show, I have to remind myself that and remind myself to tell y'all that because I was taught to always appreciate the little things. And it's the little things of people taking out their time to support me and go to my YouTube and get their thoughts on my videos and some of my topics, even on some of my blog sites where I write. And... Thank y'all, and thank y'all, and I can't thank y'all enough. But, when I come back, I'm going to give y'all my thoughts on Bill O'Brien. Y'all stay tuned, <laughs> because trust me, it was the, the writing was on the wall. Trust me. I'll be back. What's going on? It's your man Raphael Haynes, aka Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man Smitty Smitty. You. All right. My first topic. Bill O'Brien getting canned in tech in Houston. Now, the writing's been on the wall for me for about two years. And, you know, when the owner passed away, Mr. Bob McNair, um, he left the organization in trusted hands. Now, he would have probably, he probably okayed it before he passed away who he wanted. You know, his respect of who he wanted to take over, you know, GM. But when you're a GM, you're expected to build a competitive team and make the right moves in order to build a dynasty. Well, Bill O'Brien did not do that. Let me tell you what he did in the one year that he was there. Now, well, he's been there since 2014, but the one year that he was GM, uh, when he took over, he traded for Larry Tonsil traded two first round picks second round picks and to me I felt it was a bad move for the jump because you know Larry McTonson was picked high by the Dolphins but if they didn't have confidence in him you know being a first round tackle why would you trade for him and trade your future and now Deshaun Watson is under pressure every play he cannot protect his blind side so not only that, you pay him 60 
some odd million dollars to block his blind side, but he can't do it. Deshaun Watson is always under pressure. Now, I know it takes a whole offensive line to mess up, but at the same time, that side is not protecting him either. So, that in itself was a big bunker. Now, let me tell you what else they do. They trade their best wide receiver, maybe their best player outside of Deshaun Watson, and DeAndre Hopson trade him to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, that this is probably one of the most bone-headed moves I have ever seen. And the reason why I say that is because, one, an all-pro receiver like DeAndre Hopkins doesn't come along, you know, too often. And other than that, and I'm sorry, on top of that, who do you have on that team that can replace him? So what you do? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been on three teams in the last three years. Think about that. So if you think about that, and that's roadkill, by the way, you think about that, you know, them not having a top wide receiver. Now they have a left tackle that can't block for a $200 million quarterback. There's a problem. There's a disconnect there. Because if you're the head coach, you know what your roster needs, and you trade away your best assets for what? A six-pack and a, a six-pack of Snapple and some Lay's potato chips, and you still don't have anything? Come on, man. You can't. Come on. The writing was on the wall. After he made those mistakes, and they start off 0-4, and may look like a train wreck in doing so. I mean, what other choice did they have? Now you have to find a new GM, who God knows who that will be, and they will come in and they will have a very hard time because he has left their organization a mess. At 0-4, you come in, you don't have a first-round pick next year either, first or second. So you got the draft from third, and probably trade back in the draft to uh, acquire more talent. So, the person that comes in the GM for the Texans, they're going to have a hell of a job on their hands, and there's no way around it. So, when you look for your next GM, you know, you better, you know, make a grade-A pick. Because if you don't, this team is going to go back to purgatory where it started when it was founded back in 2001. So, y'all just think about that, Houston Texans. Um, Making Bill O'Brien the GM when he was barely the head coach. Uh, Come on, you got to do better than that. I mean, they were using any common sense when they did that. But, those are my thoughts on that. Y'all stay tuned. (laughs) I'll be back with my week five picks. Yo, this is Will Walker from Will's Take on Sports on Spreaker.com, and you're listening to the best darn sports podcaster in the city of Atlanta, my boy Smitty Smith and Smitty Sports Machine. Take care. I holla.
right, I'm back. Let's get into these week five picks. I'm going to do the one o'clock game first. And as usual, I'm going to give y'all the spread. And a lot of them, you know, a couple of them, I always go against the spread because I always get that feeling. But let's start it off Thursday night football. Bucks at the Bears. Now, the Bears show who they really were last week. As I told y'all in previous weeks, the Bears slipped by with a couple of wins, and it showed last week. Yes, they made it a game close, you know, last week, but the Colts pulled it out at the end. And they get Tom Brady in the red-hot Buccaneers this week, who are on a three-game win streak. And this is the type of team you don't want to play, you know, streaking through the season because you have a quarterback, you know, you just put in against the defense that's vastly improving every week. So, that's a recipe for disaster when it comes to the Bears. Tampa Bay, I think, you know, would be too much for them to stop. And Tampa Bay's defense will match up well against their defense. But the Bears' offense cannot move the ball. Tariq Cohen is out for the year with with an ACL injury. And now you have to find another running back that can carry the load. So, that alone, you know, lets me know that this is going to be all Buccaneers. And Brady can put up points even though the Bears have a great defense. And I'm going to go Buccaneers 27, Bears 10. The point spread is the Buccaneers by 3.5, but I'm going to take them by three scores. Uh, 27-10, Buccaneers. Falcons at, Panthers at Falcons in Atlanta. The line is the point spread is Falcons by two. Now, the Falcons are desperate for a win. Should have two wins already, but they're 0-4. They have an offense that can put up points. And Carolina is up without their main weapon, but they still have two wins on the season. Atlanta has played Carolina pretty well at home the last five years. Uh, So, it's an automatic win, right? It could be. Atlanta gets A.J. Terrell back this week. They got Kendall Sheffield back last week. But the safety position is still a wreck. But I still think the Falcons' pass rush will be enough, you know, to help that defense that's been struggling the first four weeks of the season. I'm going to take the Falcons, you know, in an upset here at home. And I'm going to go 24-17. And hopefully they don't let me down this week because, uh, Fans in Atlanta are getting restless. I know you've seen the viral picture by now. Let's go Jacksonville at Houston. Same situation. 2-2 two two team against the 0-4 team. Sean Watson, like I said previously, lost all his weapons. Offensive line can't block a nosebleed. The defensive lines that they play are running through them like turnstiles right now. And Jacksonville has that same type of firepower. Even though they let go of their entire team and started another rebuild, they're still competing. Gardner Minshew is, you know, still impressing me at the least. But I think the Houston Texans get off the slide as well. Against Jacksonville, I think Deshaun Watson will ball out this game. They will find a way to score points. And I'm going to take the Houston Texans at home. And I'm going to give them 31 points. And now front the Jaguars 21 points. So 31-21. The spread for this game is 6. With the Texans, I'll take that. 
Arizona at the Jets. Arizona fooled me the first couple of weeks because they were real hot the first couple of games. But the last two games, I don't know what Kyle Clean Clean Clisberry. I can't pronounce that. I don't know what he's doing. And I said Kyle Murray was an MVP candidate. Well, the last two weeks he hasn't looked like that. So hopefully he can get back on, you know, the right road this week against a struggling Jets team. Who should might as well fight Adam Gates also because he suggested he's lost as Bill O'Brien. I don't know what they're waiting on. Maybe they're waiting on halfway through the season. But they need another head coach as well. And I said it said this on my Twitter page last week. In the next two weeks, there will be three to four firing or head coaches. And I I'm already up one to nothing, so two to three more to go. And I think the Jets will be one of those teams. The line on this game is the Cardinals by seven. I take I think they take that spread easily because the Jets are a train wreck also. I'm gonna go Cardinals by two touchdowns. 27-13. Trust me when I tell you. When I say 27-13, they may score late. It may be three touchdowns. But that's neither here nor there. Eagles at the Steelers. The Battle of Pennsylvania. This is always a good game. And the point spread is Steelers by seven. And I understand why. Eagles slipped by the 49ers last week. And that's mainly because the 49ers struggled at the position they needed the most, which is quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know how long he'll be out, but Carson Wentz looked a little bit better last week, even though he still threw another interception. You know, the first time in his career that he's thrown an interception four games in a row. And that still amazes me because I actually think he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. But I still think he needs weapons. I'm not making an excuse. His wide receiver core is decimated. He played with rookies last week and second-year players. And to me, I think uh, he did pretty well in doing that. Maybe he can get that confidence again this week. But against a Steelers defense that's looking like the Steelers are old, I think that'll be a little bit tough. Like I said, his point spread is seven for the Steelers in this. And I'll take that. And I'll take the Steelers in this one at home, 30-17. to 17 over the Eagles. I just think Ben Roethlisberger is back to being his old self. The Steelers will run the ball and the Steelers will use play action. And most of all, that Steelers defense is almost back. I think they're still missing one piece, but I still think they will be tough to beat at highest field. Buffalo at Tennessee. This game is canceled due to another COVID outbreak. And I would have taken the Bills because Josh Allen is in MVP form, and the Bills' point spread was off. But, you know, I think this, you know, game would have been all Bills anyway because I love what the Bills have in that strong defense. Josh Allen is coming around the corner, becoming the quarterback that he needs to be. But I hope they get a chance to make that game up because I would love to see it. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Point spread in this game is ridiculous. Ravens by 13 and a half. I said the Ravens by 21. Easily. I'm not going to even go into it. Lamar Jackson is back to himself. Game is in Baltimore. That's all you need to know. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens easily in this one. 34-17 over the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Burrow has played pretty well his first three game, first four games, and I think he continues that. But this Ravens defense will be too strong for him to handle. Uh, let's see, Rams at the Washington Football Team. Still sounds funny to say that. Now I'm going to pick the Rams for personal reasons here, and it's because I think. Uh, well, you know what? I'll give y'all that on my final thought. Rams at the foot. Rams at the Washington Football Team. Rams by seven is the point spread, and I'll take that. Now, Ron Rivera has. You know, that Washington, I keep saying Washington, see how hard it is? The Washington football team, he has that defense playing well, but they cannot move the ball on offense, and I think that is causing the, you know, the wear down that defense. Chase Young was out with a, was out with a growing injury last week, and we don't really know, you know, where his timetable is with coming back from that. But the Rams dropped two straight after starting 2-0. And on top of that, I like Jerry Goff and that running game to finally get back going this week against a Washington team that can't seem to stop stop the run. Kyle Allen will get his first start for the Redskins, and Dwayne Haskins goes back to the bench. But I give Goff a big game in this one. I think he throws for probably 300 yards and three touchdowns in this one. So I'm going to take, you know, the Rams on the road, 28-20 over their Washington football team. Uh, the Rangers at the Chiefs. This is an interesting game because the Raiders and Chiefs is always a good contest. Even if the Chiefs end up, you know, with a big win in the end, it's always competitive through three quarters. No matter, no matter you know, what the circumstances are. Now, the Chiefs spread in this game is 13, which is a very lot for a game that's always competitive. I'm not going to go all the way up to 13, but I will give them a seven-point win because Derek Carr is still playing well, you know, even though, you know, I think he still needs one more, you know, legit deep threat at wide receiver. Josh Jacobs is that dude at running back. And maybe the reason why they have this game, you know, so high on the spread is because it's in Kansas City. But I've seen the Raiders upset the Chiefs of Kansas City before. So, I'll keep it a little bit closer than 13. And I'll go, uh, let's say, well, the Chiefs are going to put up points. 34-24. I'll just leave it at 10. Because, um, like I said, it's a rivalry game, and who knows? Those are my 1 o'clock games. When I come back, I'll give y'all my 4 o'clock games and primetime games. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General sportsawakening.com and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy Antoine Smitty Smith.
Well, let's get into these four o'clock games. Now, the first game, Miami at San Francisco. This game right here is going to be a. How should I say it? Oh, I got to make up for last week game. So, expect San Francisco to come out throwing all the punches. And even though, you know, they're down a lot of key players, they still hit Philadelphia in the mouth last week. And that team with Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard or whoever else is going to start, I think they have enough just by running the ball to beat the Dolphins. So I'm not going to take a a lot of time on this one. Uh, The 49ers, by the point spread, is 9. So I'm going to give the 49ers maybe that and 3 points. So, I'm going to give y'all an odd score here. And I'm going to go 26-14. 49ers. And the Dolphins, no matter if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays or they finally put two in, Brian Flores still has a ways to go. And I think this team is still at least two weeks away because if you look at what they have, after they also have blown up their team, um... I think they have, you know, maybe three pieces on defense and two pieces on offense. So, I would give them at least another two years before they, you know, become competitive like they should. Will Brian Flores be there? That I do not know. But I'm taking the 49ers and nine points against the Dolphins. Giants at the Cowboys. This one should be a laugher. Cowboys, the spread has the Cowboys by nine and a half. And I think they should win this game pretty easily, but you never know. Because the NFC East is just god awful terrible. And the Cowboys defense cannot stop a nosebleed. They should be 0-4 as well. But God bless them with a onside kick that uh that you only see in movies. But that's neither here nor there. The Giants lost Saquon Barkley and it seemed like they lost their soul they got their butt whooped by the 49ers and I don't see this game getting any better because to be honest if the Giants finish uh, with the worst record and get that number one pick I think they still go with Trevor Lawrence and on top of that Daniel Jones will be out the door and I can see a lot of teams vying for his services so if the Giants win, they win. But I don't think they will. I will finally give the Cowboys a game, even though their defense, you know, is awful as well. They have a great, they're not a great offense, but they have an offense that can put up points. So I will finally take the Cowboys in this one. And I'll take them 34-10 over the Giants. The Giants don't have anything. This should be a walk in the park. Spread should be more than nine and a half, but hey. And they God off of NFC East, you just never know. Colts at the Browns. Now, this is going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Spread has the Colts by one and a half. And in Cleveland, the Browns play much better at home in front of, you know, a lot of fans. But that's not the case right now. But the Browns always, you know, this season especially, have fine ways to win. Now, they don't have Nick Chubb, but they do still have Kareem Hunt. And I think that makes a difference because Kareem Hunt is actually a better receiver back than Nick Chubb, which I think would make a difference against the Colts linebackers. 
Now, they do have Darius Leonard on that side. But other than that, in the linebackers, I think, you know, Kareem Hunt will win the matchup. With Leonard will probably be the one that, you know, matches up against him. Phillip Rivers, I'm still not sold on. But I still think he can do just enough to get by to keep the Colts competitive. I'm going to take Cleveland, even though the Colts are winning by the spread. Look, funny that I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in this one because I think they have gave Oberdale Beckham life and Baker Mayfield has found a way to get him the football. I think that would be the difference in this game. So I'm going to take the Browns 20-17 to over the Colts. Denver at New England. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one either because it's one of those games where Bill Belichick, you know, will always bring his A game. But if they play this game, which is still unlikely, I think because that COVID is spreading in New England as well. But if they were to play this game, I think Belichick would run the score up in this one just to get the confidence back in his team. But if they do play it, I think I'll go Patriots easily 24-7 over the Broncos. Sunday night football, Minnesota and Seattle. This is going to be another good one because um, Minnesota struggling on offense but got it going last week with Dalvin Cook. And their defense actually played better. And that's something that Seattle doesn't have. Y'all remember that game from a couple of years ago, uh, Kirk Cousins' first season in Minnesota. Uh, It was a great game then. Minnesota almost came back and won that game. But, you know, they fell short in the end. Point spread is 7.5 in this one. But I'm going to go upset here. And that's only because I think Davin Cook keeps it going. Kirk Cousins finally, you know, stays consistent. Uh, Justin Jefferson, who they got out of LSU in the drought. uh, I love what I see out of that kid. He has superstar potential written all over him. So, I'm going to go upset Minnesota over Seattle. And don't quote me on this, but sometimes that defense will let you down if it's god-awful. And this may be one of those times. So, I'm going to go Minnesota 35-31 over Seattle. That's a lot of points. But trust me, Seattle's defense is just that bad. Monday Night Football. Charging at the Saints, two, two, and two teams. Try to say that three times fast. The Chargers let one get away in Tampa last week. I was kind of disappointed because the Chargers played pretty good that whole game, but in key spots, they just could not hold it together. And the Saints were up in Detroit last week, and they also almost let one slip away. So this game right here, you know, is going to be funny because even though the Saints are favoring in this one I still like the Chargers because the Chargers can run the ball their young quarterback is Justin Herbert he can find those receivers deep and I still don't trust that Saints defense because last week in the fourth quarter they gave up 15 consecutive points in crunch time so I'm going to take the Chargers in this one and it's going to be a shootout I'm going to take the Chargers 30-27 over the Saints. But those are my 4 o'clock games. When I come back, I'm going to give y'all Smitty's final thoughts. So y'all stay tuned because y'all locked into the sports machine right here on Spotify and Anchor.
my final thought going to be, you know, about Dwayne Haskins' situation in Washington. I think Dwayne Haskins is getting a raw deal and not getting a fair shake. And I'm saying that because, you know, the GM chose him, you know, two years ago. And on top of that, well, not two years ago, last year, actually. But, you know, the GM chose him. And that's the player the GM wanted. But the previous head coach did not want him. He was forced on him. So the same situation is going on. Ron Rivera, who's the current head coach, uh, who probably doesn't want that style quarterback. Excuse me. So he took, you know, his quarterback that he had in Carolina, who I think he really loved, and Kyle Allen, brought him along to Washington because he probably had that feeling that Dwayne Haskins, you know, is just not his guy. And in this process, it's not fair to Dwayne Haskins that um, he has to go through this with none of this is his fault when he needs to be on a team that will learn to utilize, you know, his type skill set. Now, he has an NFL arm, but he needs a type play, the type coach that will sit down with him in the playbook, in the film room, and teach him, you know, how to read defenses, um, get him a quarterback coach that can help work on his mechanics because I think he has the skill set to make it in the NFL. He just has to be put on the right team. Now, Bruce Evans, who I'm always talking about, he may be that type of coach that has this need. Cliff Kingsbury could be that type of coach that has this need. And you even look at, you know, and I hate to say this, but, you know, Andy Reid. Andy Reid could be the type, you know, coach to turn his career around. So, you look at, you know, what they're doing to Dwayne Haskins' career, they're ruining it. And they're not giving him a fair shake. So, a warning to all fans and all GMs and all head coaches. A quarterback's spot and coach that he lands under is important for his entire career. You've seen it with Joe Montana. Seen it with um, you even seen it with uh, Matt Ryan, and it's on the flip side, he's had to go through a lot of coordinators and a lot of head coaches to get to where he is now. He's still putting up numbers, just like Montana. He was on the Bill Walsh, learned his system, made him into a Hall of Fame quarterback. So it's all in who you fall up under as a coach and player. That's vital to any player's NFL career. No matter who it is and what position. But those are my thoughts on that. It just, you know, bothers me to see him not get a fair shake. But thank y'all again for tuning in to the Sports Machine. And on top of that, man, go out and support me on all platforms. Facebook, I have a Smitty Sports Machine fan page. That has 12,000 likes, a little bit over 12,000. Um... You can find me on Spotify, Smitty Sports Machine, which I'm coming from you right now. YouTube, you can find me on Smitty Sports Machine, where I give y'all my hot takes on some of the hottest topics out there and my exclusive Atlanta Falcons content. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, let's debate, let's have fun, even on this podcast. 
This your boy Antoine Smitty Smith, Smitty Sports Machine, signing off. I will catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace.